0: Welcome to The Weekend Retreat. Each month, we relax and reflect on what we've learned from our show, Dose of Support. Self-care in healthcare is our mission at Dose of Support, and The Weekend Retreat is a way for two friends to review self-care methods from the show. Sit back and enjoy a short conversation. Thanks for listening. Well, I just want the listeners to know and you that I came prepared for the weekend retreat because um I have my glass of red wine literally right here next to me. And I'm wearing my pony O and my yoga pants and I'm on it. Like, so let's let's break down some self-care. And and for everyone out there, like I am by no means a self-care guru. I am just like trying to be this person that learns about it with you. Um, because I'm not the picture of like, you know, work life balance either. So like we're we're all on this journey.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm really kind of I've actually been making some big self-care moves lately. And so I'm currently recording in the uh closet at our Ooh. cabin, now which you're is in the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is now going to become our permanent home because we have sold our home in the Twin Cities and we are moving up to our lake home permanently. And I am drinking a blueberry ale by Lake of the Woods Brewing Company called Forgotten Lake. So okay. I don't know. I'm like full circle on the self care right now, just like all sorts of stuff. So for
0: those of you that don't know, Lisa. Um, this is like a big deal. It's a big move, but basically you're doing this to like have a different pace of your
1: life and like have a lake life. Like just. We always were just wanting to be up here. We wanted to be up here all the time and working as a nurse, I would work every other weekend. And then every weekend I wasn't working, we were like in the car headed up to the lake. And we just thought like, when is a good time to start the life you want. Yeah. And we kind of always joked about moving up here and, Oh, maybe when we retire or maybe when we finally have kids and then they're out of high school, it's like, why, why do we have to wait that long? It kind of was like this big question of why, and just with the way the world has gone and, and just the way our life has gone, we felt like a slower pace of life would be really beneficial to us and just slow things down. And, um, I'd be able to work a little less and spend more time on that self-care and taking care of myself, which as a nurse, a lot of us and healthcare workers in general don't do. And so I think we always kind of put ourselves last. And so I feel like kind of for the first time, truly, truly, like I'm just really trying to put like myself first in a healthy way, of course, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Not by forgetting others. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: No, it's interesting you say that because that reminds me of in episode 7 we talked to imem brown our yeah. physician assistant and she actually took like a not an actual sabbatical but she took like time off of work like 8 months or something and she just stepped away like and she needed to make a different boundary and she was good at saying no and just good at uh, she took a break she she rested we talked about pto use in that episode and like I'm, I, I think I spoke to this in episode, maybe, maybe it was her episode. I think it was about the episode PTO. seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause I'm just using my PTO like, like crazy right now. And I'm really lucky that I can do that, but I'm just like, we typically, I would not have done that. And like, that's just, that just goes to show like a lot of healthcare workers aren't, aren't using the vacation that they get.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people in general don't use their vacation, like across the board. But I also think that, you know, kind of if your day-to-day activity is constantly putting other people's needs first in your job, it's some kind. it becomes like automatic to continue that, like once you step out of those doors of your work. And even in um, Dr. Danielle McGinnis, when she was talking about how like, you know, going to school, but then not really feeling like that was where she wanted to be. And then starting the business, like she was doing so many things. And how awesome is that? Like following what you truly think is important for you. And and that's a really brave thing to do. And I, I kind of resonated with her story as well.
0: Yeah, she really, she she's just like a really interesting spirit where she's able to like, I don't know, she's making her own path and she doesn't really she knows how to put herself first. It's it's really interesting because I think by stepping away from mainstream healthcare and making her own business, she has like created the way for her to fit into the health and wellness in our society where like in organized healthcare like there wasn't a good place for her to fit or at least that's how I that's how I interpreted how she was feeling. Um and I think that a lot of A lot of nurses at the bedside feel like, how am I going to keep doing this? Like they're looking for a way out. I don't know. I was just reading a post on Instagram about this. Like this nurse said that she had been a nurse for one year and she was wondering, you know, you know, she wanted to go back and advance her education. But she was wondering how much experience does she need to do that? And I was just like. Oh, that's a loaded question, because I think experience is
1: so valuable. Absolutely, I agree with that a hundred percent.
0: I I don't really know where I'm going with this. Just that, like, I I get on a little bit of a kick about like it's so important to have that experience, and then maybe you'll know what you want to do with it after that. Like, if she doesn't know after one year, well, you've probably been in one job in all of healthcare, and you probably have seen one way to do it. You know, you really need a diverse experience, I think, to have a solid foundation to then move forward with your next thing. Anyway, I might cut That's, all of this out, but...
1: Well, I, I mean, I agree with you on that, but there also is, like, on the flip side of that is that there is a, a huge, a very real pressure to to feel the need to do, to do more education, to pursue additional education, not just in CEUs and different educational things that we do to maintain our licenses. But the fact that I have a two-year RN and I am very happy where I'm at, I'm working at the bedside for now, that is exactly where I want to be. But I get asked on the weekly, like, am I in a, you know, bachelor's program? Am I going back to NP? And People look at me very, um, I guess I'm internalizing it as judgmental or like, oh, you're not going back. You're not going to keep going. And for me in my life where I'm at right now, again, with the self-care, like this is where I'm at. Like I know this is right for me and I am like standing firm in my beliefs for myself and my my marriage and my life and and my future that we're, we we see. I'm but, really surprised that uh, people still <laughs> judge you. <laughs> Well, I feel that. it's judgment. Um, of course, that's how I'm feeling it. But of course, it, it maybe isn't how that's coming across to people. But and maybe there's just some like, you know, self-doubt on my part because it's always been this, you know, in healthcare, you you want to keep educa- educating yourself and um, to kind of have stopped where I'm at and feel like I'm kind of in a place where I want to be, you know, not going back for my NP or for anything else.
0: Yeah, in this in this particular post I was like I I feel like people go to NP school thinking, "Oh, that's going to be better. Like that's not going to lead to burnout or that's not going to be, you know." And it's yeah, just no. like so not the case. Like I probably work more hours as an NP and I get paid probably the same as I did at the bedside with like I'm, and I'm like actually bringing my work home. Like yeah. I'm charting at home. It's just like the work-life balance is a struggle for me. And it, you know what? It, I have to say it was fine before I had a baby. <laughs> like I, I had good yeah. work-life balance and now it's a real struggle. So I, I think people think like, oh, getting an NP is the answer. But really like – you're just like searching for a way out of a bad situation or of a toxic work environment or a place where you're not feeling supported and so there's so many places you can go in healthcare as we're learning yeah I mean, especially
1: with all these episodes i'm 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 even learning i've been in this for like 15 plus years. I've been in, I was an LPN. I was an LVN as well. And I've been an RN. And so I've also been learning so much listening to these um, stories that everyone is sharing. Yeah. So
0: talk about that. So you were an LPN and then like you switched to an LVN because Danny in episode eight was an LVN this week. So
1: yeah. So like, (laughs) <laughs> it's the regional thing. So I grew, I, I became a nurse in Minnesota and took my boards for LPN licensed practical nurse. And so I was an LPN. And then when I moved to Texas and had to get a job there, I had to get a license down there, just like an RN or different um, types of healthcare individuals transfer to a new state and get a new license or, um, but down there, everyone is an LVN L- licensed vocational nurse. And it's the same thing. It's just the the acronyms that they're using to describe you. Um, But I had to get a new license. And then when I did come back to Minnesota, I went back for my my RN licensure. I did feel a push to do that. I, I did feel that I wanted more opportunity. And the RN really did give that to me. LPN there are opportunities of course but RN really did broaden it up um for me and put me in a place where I I feel like I can um have a lot of security. So yeah, I've been all three actually. <laughs> Not a lot of people can say that. No, I guess they probably can't.
0: So let's talk self-care. Like we uh, we've already talked about how Imem brought up taking a break and really just like disconnecting and getting outside. Um, out of all these episodes, there were a lot, I think a lot more self-care came out in this in this batch of episodes. What was
1: your favorite? Well, for me right now, like when I did hear Danny's story and like prefacing this, I do know Danny. Um, and and I, I see him on Instagram, so I know kind of what his life's about, but it is the exercise portion and I do feel like I have changed, like since the pandemic started, I have been eating very healthy and just trying to make really good choices. And um, so that has really been going well for me. And I kind of feel like I'm at the next part where now with this move and freeing up some time that I do really want to try to get into the the exercise area. And whether that's a yoga on YouTube or really just getting out on this new fabulous lake home that we're going to be at permanently, just taking a walk with the dog, um, but just being intentional about moving my body, I think, is um, going to be my next step in my self-care, um, just to kind of get stronger and and keep working on myself. Yeah, I really enjoyed
0: um, I – I've tried to have a gratitude journal practice, and, like, for some reason, I can't make something on a routine like that stick. Like, I have to – I have to do it on a whim like like I really like to be artsy and I like poetry and I do like journaling but it has to I have to be in the mood for it and I have to sit down and do like do it. But Ellie in episode 5 was kind of like, "No, every day I write just one thing down that I'm grateful for or a sentence." And she has a really good routine and I'm wondering if people out there have tried that because I I really struggle with the routine aspect of it, but when I do journal, I do notice that I feel really good. I feel like I'm reflecting on what I've gone through, and I think that it is really therapeutic. And so I hope people at least, you know, maybe go and find a journal that they like and, you know, try something like that. And then she actually also mentioned like scheduling friend time and that's something i've also like really struggled with in the pandemic and i think other people probably can relate to this too like like what i should be doing is like scheduling a zoom call like every other week with a friend or something like just like a happy hour with a couple of friends and we all get on zoom but have i done that no like so i think that's maybe what i should commit to in this next month and and get back to everybody in our next, in our next weekend retreat about that. Because I kind of, I feel like that would be very good for me.
1: I'm finding that like, if I don't actually force myself to like put it on my calendar, I'm a very calendar oriented person. My Google calendar is a colorful array of my life, which since pandemic has been a little bit more minimal. But when you look at it, there's like 10 different colors and I'm finding too, that even though we have all this more time, we have so much more time right now, sort of, um, sometimes I'm just not having the emotional energy and like just the physical energy to do things. And, but if I put it on my calendar and it's in there, then I'm so much better about following through versus like going weeks at a time, like, Hey, we should, we should plan something. Like if you just plan it and put it on the calendar, then I feel like, it works better for me and so that's kind of where i usually go the route i go to try to plan stuff
0: yeah and i think i i'm actually the opposite of that <laughs> like i i do function off of off of a calendar i'm not a complete barbarian by any means but like the other day cameron my kiddo got his 15 month shots and so Here, you know, we go to the doctor and it's it's a regular clinic visit like like it normally would be. We just had to wear masks. And normally after shots, Cam sleeps really well. And that is about the only time in his whole life that he's ever slept well. (laughs) Um, And but the next few nights were awful and we were supposed to like be doing some, some family things. And it, I was just like dragging my ass to this, these family events that were, they were socially distanced, but like, you know, going to see family that we hadn't seen for a while and, and socially distanced, but I was just not excited for it. I couldn't enjoy it because I was so tired because my kid wouldn't sleep. And so I think like, it's great to plan things, but shit happens all the time. And so that's kind of how I function is like I have things on the calendar. I try to make – but I actually try to not make so many commitments that I feel bogged down. I want to feel free. And so that's why I function that way. I really like to feel free. And I, I don't really know how else to – maybe maybe some people are like you and some people are like me. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and there's – you know, there's definitely a balance to either of the situations. And there's times in my life when I have like, I guess, overscheduled myself and been that yes person where I kind of say yes to everything and push to plan everything. And then I look at my calendar and I'm like, I don't even have time to sleep. And so there definitely does have to be a balance. And now moving, I'm going to be moving outside of the cities away from everything my family and my job and and I'll be commuting for the shifts that I have but I'm realizing now that I'm really going to have to be intentional about uh, reaching out to people and scheduling that time so that resonated with me as well because it's going to have to be a priority like it's going to be really fun to live on the lake and be in nature and away from the hustle and bustle but also I don't want to lose those connections that are also important to me
0: yeah So moving forward with the show, I have some really fun guests that are really different healthcare workers that maybe you wouldn't expect to hear from.
1: I always... So some people that I think would be really, really interesting to hear from that in my experience in healthcare and interacting with these people, I always feel like they kind of have it together. They have their stuff together. Um, I have really connected with in multiple jobs that I've had at at different facilities with the social worker. I just, um, it's just, they always are able to troubleshoot situations. They're so good at that. I think they would just be like a wealth of knowledge and how to um, troubleshoot troubleshoot situations at work. But then I've also learned so much from them and how to do stuff in my own life. So that's been really cool as well. Yeah.
0: So this is my call to anyone listening. I would like to hear from EMS, paramedics, any any kind of emergency personnel. I would like to hear from social workers, and I'd like to hear from speech-language pathologists. And they can be national here in the United States or they can be international workers. Um and even though my husband is an RT, I didn't want to like tap into his network and be like, hey, all of Billy's friends, come be on my show. <laughs> so I I think it's good to hear from like legit like people that I don't know. And so I'm I'm really making efforts to have people on the show that I've never met that are Voices that are underrepresented. So um, send these workers my way because those are the people that need to come on the show. But these next four episodes are like way different. And I'm really excited. To I have know. Them. I
1: get some sneak peeks and I'm really excited as well.
0: Yeah. Well, Lisa, is there anything else that we should talk about on this weekend retreat?
1: Um, I think we did a lot of good talking we talked it was it like flowed for me a lot better like just I feel like it was really natural
0: I think you're less nervous than yeah than you used to be we've done this a few times now
1: yeah this is now my third it's like I'm a celebrity I told Chris that I was like (laughs) you're pretty much married to a celebrity you can hear my voice on Apple podcasts so I'm pretty sure that that means like it's kind of a big deal what's crazy about this is like (laughs)
0: <laughs> we're growing we are growing an audience so all the listeners that are out there we we are starting to have a dedicated audience of people that hear this every week and um, wait for the episodes and people are learning a lot and that means a lot to me so I really appreciate that and there isn't a way to advertise with podcasts and I think I've said that before like like I could buy a commercial on tv but like it doesn't get people to like physically go to their podcast app to actually listen to the show. It's like a whole thing. So really, it's people telling other people about the show and subscribing. And even if you don't listen to every episode, but you pop in and listen to some of them, I think that will help me grow and help the show be sustainable. Because let me tell you how it is. It is a lot of behind-the-scenes work. So I'm doing a lot of this because I think it's the right thing to do, and I think that it's something that healthcare workers need, and I think it's so valuable. And a hundred years from now, they're going to find these sound bites. My grandchildren will find these sound bites and be like, "Grandma swore and drank a lot." Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've been I've been telling people about it. And, and I'll bring up an episode or I'll talk about it. And then I've been like telling so many people so many times and uh, I approached a couple of people and they're like, I'm listening. I'm totally listening. Like I've already told them and I'm just like (laughs) people shouting it from the rooftops. (laughs) So I've just been like, we've just laughed together when that happens.
0: Well, thank Um, you everyone. That is, that is a listener. And that comes back every week because you really, you really make this. You, you make this so special for me because i am putting a lot of work into this and to know that you're coming and listening to it it really means a lot to me and so thank you so much um and thank you lisa for being my weekend retreat buddy always absolutely buddies all the time and on the weekends all right bottoms up and Bottom we up. will we will talk again in another month all right bye everyone This month, setting boundaries, practicing gratitude, and scheduling in self-care were themes tied to our episodes. It's my commitment to you that the show will encompass all healthcare professions, and especially share those underrepresented voices and stories. If you're enjoying the show, please share it. And thank you so much for being here. We'll be back next Wednesday, so until then, create your own weekend
1: retreat.